Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. Hello, and welcome to episode number 318 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm super excited to be back in your earbuds again this week. And listen, before we get started, I have a very humble request. I know I ask this almost every week, but if you listen to the show, whether one time or a bazillion times, and it has helped you in big or small ways, I would be so appreciative if you left me a rating or review wherever you listen to this podcast. I know it's easy to tune this out. I know it's easy to just fast forward into the meat of the episode, and I totally understand. And even if you do that, please take a moment to leave a rating or review because it really, really does help the show a lot. Because the more subscribers and downloads and also rating and reviews there are, then the more that tells Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all these other podcast platforms that, oh, people actually like this show, maybe other people would like this show. And so it bumps this podcast up in the ratings and searches and all of that kind of stuff. And that just helps me out more than you know. And it literally takes a second. So wherever you're listening to the show, you can tap some stars. Um, There's no reviews, at least at the time of this recording on Spotify. So don't worry about that there. But if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, and you have a spare moment to leave a review, that also helps me a ton. So thank you. Thank you for that. And then of course, If you have any friends or roommates or colleagues or neighbors or whoever that might enjoy this episode or benefit from other episodes, please share it with them as well. Again, all of that, you know, organic search and the sharing and all of that stuff that just helps me out so much. And I really, really appreciate it. Okay, so we're going to talk about loving yourself after 
weight gain. There's a lot of other pieces to this story. I'm going to reference some other podcast episodes that will help you. Um, But I'm talking specifically here around the shame and embarrassment you might feel after gaining weight for whatever reason you might have gained the weight, whether it's pandemic, pregnancy, you know, went through a really big thing and ate a lot, whatever it is. If your body um, doesn't look how you want it to look, or it's changed a lot in the past few years, then this episode is definitely for you. Even if your body hasn't changed a lot in the last few years, but you're just really uncomfortable in your body, I think you're still going to really benefit from this episode. Okay. So what I want to just share really quickly is if you've been listening to this podcast for the past month or so, you probably have heard me talk about embodied dating. At the end of June, I ran a brand new uh, week-long workshop called Embodied Dating, and it was really just about how to kind of deal with some of the anxieties and fears that come up, especially in the early parts of dating, although it might happen in any point in a relationship. So I'm really excited about embodied dating for two reasons. One reason is because when you are navigating dating or a relationship, you could be in any infinite number of situations, and it'll be impossible for you to find the exact situation you're in with the exact answer that you need in order to move forward, whether it's from Google or from asking, uh, you know, friends, even if they're coming from a good space, right? There's not an answer out there for every single situation you might find yourself in. And so your body will help you guide through making various decisions and making choices and taking action on those decisions and choices. Um, Because the more that you rely on information outside of yourself, you're setting yourself up to essentially self-abandon. And when you self-abandon, you know, I mean, I could go into all of that. We won't, this isn't really an episode about self-abandonment, but basically just know that it's not good. And you're probably not going to feel super great if you keep doing what you think you should be doing, what other people think you should be doing. It will very, very likely lead you astray. And so I believe embodied dating is a really powerful framework that I'm developing or that I have developed that will help you stay right on track. It's not necessarily the easiest thing because sometimes the easiest thing would be just to numb out or try to make it work and avoid the rejection. But I do believe that'll get you to where you want to go in your love life. And the other reason why I'm really excited about embodied dating is because as many of you know, if you've been listening to the show for a while, long before I was in the dating and relationship space, I was, well, first I was a health coach, but even before that, I was very much in the fitness industry. I have a lot of opinions about that. I'll talk a little bit more about diet culture and the fitness industry in just a moment. But one thing that I still do take away from my time teaching all those fitness classes and and the yoga and all that kind of stuff is that it really served as a, it just served as a really foundational time for my life to really know what it feels like to be home in my body and to take care of my body. Now, of course, there were some a lot of other issues um, with the fitness industry, and I also had a very unhealthy relationship to it for a long time. However, it did create that foundation, and for that, I'm super, super grateful. And so for me, I feel like embodied dating is really taking some of the best of both worlds, so to speak, some of those foundational practices and tools that I learned to help me feel really at home in my body so that I could get that information that I needed to make various choices, understand or see um, or trust myself, red flags, all that kind of stuff. Okay, so 
you know, this is not going to be like a huge shocker for most of you to hear this, but we live in a society where you are taught to not like your body, see it as a problem, perhaps even disassociate yourself with your body. Like, yes, you have like your your head and it's sitting on top of your shoulders, but like everything below your shoulders just feels like, oh, it's this thing I have to, to deal with. And you're taught that, right? That's the society that we live in. And I think this is true no matter your upbringing. Even if you had the best of scenarios from women in your family who had a really wonderful relationship relationship with their body and really try to instill that on you. I mean, first of all, that's amazing. But the chances of you still coming out scot-free, not being impacted by the really, really strong, strong messaging and the broader society, I think is very, very low. All you have to do is, I think it happens a lot less now, but all you have to do is just watch like movies pre like, I don't know, 2010. And you're just like, what? That was a plot point. Like, um, it was an episode of the Golden Girls where like the Golden Girls are like beloved, but like they were so freaking fat phobic. And there was that one episode where I forget who it was like someone gained weight. And that was that was the entire plot of the episode. And it's like, oh, my God. But if you think about other movies like Wally or The Nutty Professor or even Pitch Perfect, Shallow Hell, all of these movies have set have created this like really, really deep internalized belief around being fat is bad. Being fat is my fault. If I am fat or if I'm in a larger body or whatever your terminology is, that means there's something wrong with me or I deserve to be treated a certain way or I deserve to be the certain kind of friend, like the sidekick friend or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And so I think that sometimes in society, we can look at other people in larger bodies and like, wow, they just need to like do the whole 30 like I did or whatever. Um, And there's lots of issues with that. I'm not going to get into that because that's a whole other topic. But I think that we can that judgment that we have towards other people and how they look, I think more often than not, we also have that same judgment towards ourselves. So I think we're all dealing with and I, and I say we, I try to just own my own experience. Um, but I do think this is fairly universal that unless you've done a ton, a ton of work around this, and even then, I think we still have a lot of unpacking to do and de-internalizing, I guess you could say, but I think a lot of us have internalized fat phobia. I used to actually say when I was in my twenties, like the scariest thing for me is getting fat. And I'm like looking back and it's like one part of me has like so much compassion for that version of me, but the other part, it's like, really, that's the scariest thing. There's lots of scary things that can happen in this world. And that's the scariest. So and I just shared that just just to show you how deep, how deep fat phobia is in our society. So if you've gained weight, or if you don't love the body that you're in, or you don't like the body you're in, or you're not comfortable in the body that you're in, I just want you to know, this is why I'm sharing this, that it's okay. You've been brainwashed to feel like this. Okay. You've been brainwashed to feel like this. And for me, I'll talk about my experience now for just a moment. Um, for me, this has gotten extra heightened over the past two years because I, many of you know, had a baby within the last two years. And yeah, a lot of stuff that I thought I quote unquote healed is just bringing its ugly head. And that to me, it doesn't negate any of the past healing that I've done around my body. It just simply means that there's another layer, another level that I'm getting bumped up against. So I keep reminding myself that when I do begin to feel some of that shame or that embarrassment around my body. One thing that comes up for me a lot is when I look at myself in the mirror or when I look at old pictures, especially if I'm not feeling super great emotionally, I find myself asking myself this question, how could I do this to myself? How could I do this to myself? And there's so much 
fat phobia, internalized fat phobia wrapped up in that question. And I recently listened to a podcast. I'm just going to give you a quick summary of some of the big points, but I'm going to tell you which podcast to listen to because I, I think a lot of it will probably blow your mind. But I think part of the reason why I was asking myself how I can do this to myself is because you have to look at diet culture and how that's played into fat phobia. So you might have even said to yourself or to other people who were trying to lose weight or thought about it for other people. I know I've certainly said it, so I take full responsibility um, as well. But in diet culture, you might hear something along the lines of, well, it's just calories in, calories out. It's just physics. It's just math or whatever. And this is something that's been perpetuated by the diet industry over and over and over again. And I bought into this for so, so many years that, you know, a pound of fat is 3,500 calories. And so if you just cut off 500 calories a day, then you'll lose a pound a week and that's like healthy and blah, 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 blah. And the truth is, is that there's actually so very little good recent science to actually back that up. It's not true that calories in is calories out and that's how you lose weight and boom, it's just that easy because there's so many other things playing into that. There could be genetics. Some people are going to have slower, faster metabolisms. There can be hormones if you are pregnant, if you are breastfeeding, but also if you have a lot of stress, if you're taking any kind of medications, birth control, all of those things are going to impact the so-called physics of calories in, calories out. And also, if you've had previous swings in weight, or if you've done previous dieting, that can change your metabolism over the long run. And so this whole idea of calories in, calories out, it's just not true. And I'm telling you this because I think it's so ingrained in us that we should all be eating the normal amount is 2000 calories, cut 500 calories a day, and then boom, it should be really easy. And if you can't do that, then you've failed. You have a moral failing. Something's wrong with you. And when I really understood, oh, so that's actually not true. It's not my fault. There's so many other factors that I may or may not have any control over, over how my body looks right now. It began to lift that veil of shame. I'm not saying it took everything off because there still is just society and, you know, feeling the fear of being judged and all that kind of stuff, but it began to lift that veil. So the podcast I'm referring to is called Maintenance Phase. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, This episode that I'm referring to where they talk about calories, I forget the name of the episode specifically, but it has the word calories in the title. So just look it up. I will say that that podcast is not about body image. Um, It is really about fat phobia and fat politics and society and how it plays out in really crazy places that I myself didn't even realize um, at all. So it's a fantastic podcast. Just know that it's not about body image. It's really just about fat phobia um, and how it plays out. So um, anyways, but that episode, I highly recommend, especially if you're really wrapped up into this whole diet culture of, you know, calories in, calories out. It really should be so simple. I should be able to do this and something's wrong with me. If I can, it's a moral failing, blah, blah, blah. So one thing I hear from clients when I tell them, you know, about this and how it's calories in, calories out isn't all that it's cracked up to be. I'll often hear it something along the lines of, but I just want to be healthy. And to this, I ask, well, okay, what is being healthy? I also remind them that weight isn't tied to health as strongly as we might think. There are truths on the extreme ends of things. However, just because you have gained certain amount of weight does not mean you're automatically at a, you know, certain 
percentage increase of developing any kind of disease or anything like that. I do believe that moving your body and eating a varied diet are pieces of the quote unquote being healthy pie, but there are so many other factors that are included in being healthy around sleep, your community, your spirituality, your work life, your relationships. But when we talk about, oh, I just want to be healthy, most people are really just talking about diet and exercise. And so I think that the diet industry has changed a lot over the past 10 or 15 years. And while it's not as PC to be like, this is my goal weight, and I'm going to lose this much, and I'm going to track and I'm going to celebrate it on, you know, Transformation Tuesday or whatever it is, I think that is getting phased out. And so I think a lot of companies in the diet industry are trying to kind of go on this like, let's just be healthy kind of track, except that they're still only talking about diet and exercise or food and exercise. And so I think it's just kind of like the same damn thing, just like a different, you know, what's the, what's the word, like a different jacket or a different costume that they're wearing, but like on the inside, it's still, it's still the same shit. And so if you really just want to be healthy, I support you in being healthy, but I really encourage you to look at the big picture because if you still have this unhealthy relationship with food and exercise, and that's really your focus on being quote unquote healthy, then I think you're still falling into kind of the same the same trap where you're not really going to win. Are you prioritizing your sleep? How are your relationships? How's your spiritual life? How's your work life? How's your work-life balance? How, you know, how exhausted are you? All of those things, all of those things are going to have a huge impact on your your health. So here's one of the things I think can make the largest impact on your relationship with your body. And that is I want you to forget about loving your body. If that just feels so foreign, so far, so unattainable to you, then just freaking forget about it. Don't worry about it. For me, so not so much right now, but there's definitely been times in my life, even in the past two years, where I've been looking at, you know, positive body image pages and body positivity pages on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, I do not feel like I love my body right now. And not that these people were trying to make me or feel guilty about it, but I just felt like there was just a huge disconnect, which would kind of make me feel worse because I didn't love my body like I was quote unquote supposed to. So I want you to focus on something that's much more attainable. And what I've really been focusing on in my life and also with my clients is to help myself and also help them to focus on body acceptance. Because acceptance has to happen before love anyways. This is a whole other topic, which I'll talk about just for one second. But in order for love to exist, there has to be trust and there has to be acceptance. If there's no trust and if there's no acceptance, then love can't exist. If you feel like there's love, but there's not acceptance or there's not trust, then it's something else. It's lust. It's getting your wound temporarily healed, superficially healed by somebody or getting you know that itch scratch, so to speak but it's not love. Acceptance and trust must be there before love can happen. And so if love just feels far away, then just don't worry about it. Just forget about it. Just work with this, work with something that feels more attainable. And that's acceptance. Can you begin to accept the body that you're in, or even accept the idea that you're in the body that you're in? And then after you can get to this place of acceptance, if you want to move more to a discussion of self-love, then back and forth, February or March of this year, I did a couple self-love podcasts, How to Love Yourself Well, where I walk you through a three-part framework on self-love. So I'm not going to get into self-love and how to love yourself. I think you can apply that to your body as well. Um, But that's a whole other topic. So we'll put that link in the show notes as well. I highly encourage you to listen to that. So you might be wondering, okay, well, how do I accept my body? 
Well, first of all, you can just notice when you are talking shit about yourself and you can actually use the self-love framework that I talk about in that episode I just referenced to kind of guide yourself from shifting the thoughts around talking crap about yourself to something that feels a little bit more, not like Pollyanna-ish positive, but just something that just feels like, okay, this is actually more. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Of a useful or helpful thought, then I look like garbage today, right? So that's one thing. I think that podcast episode will help a lot. The other thing that I really try to do, and I've talked about this extensively on the show before, but just to remind you, I really like to think of my body as just like a a temple or a home for my being, for my soul. And so how would I tend to that, right? So, you know, when I was in Bali a few years ago, you know, there's all these temples there. And I just remember seeing these people um, just tend to the temple so carefully and with such great care and such great attention to, to detail and doing what we might call a grunt work was almost part of the spiritual practice as much as doing more of the rituals or the prayer or, you know, all the things that we think of that happens inside a temple or any place of worship. And so I really like to use that metaphor for my body. How can my, you know, literally taking a shower or washing my hair or washing my face or putting clothes on or any kind of makeup or jewelry that I want to wear, how can that feel kind of like that adornment, like tending to the temple? And so that really helps. That really helps me. There's tons of other things that you can do. Some people really like to talk to their body. I have done less of that, but if that works for you, that's really great. I highly recommend doing some inner child work, especially around when you began to learn that something was, well, when you begin to learn the misunderstanding that something was wrong with your body, that can really help you to see like, oh, all this stuff that I'm buying into, it's total bullshit. And then that can help you get into more of a place of acceptance. And then if that goes to love, then great. And if not, that's fine too. But again, that self-love episode will help you with that framework so that you can actually kind of measure your progress to see if, okay, how am I actually loving myself? Um, the part, there's actually a two part episode. Um, the second part is more about boundaries, um, which is also really helpful as well, because if you want to know how to apply self-love, because, you know, 
bubble baths and self-love, self-care stuff is great. But if you want to know how it's really going, then look at your boundaries. Okay. So the final thing that I will say, actually, there's two more things that I want to say. This, the second last thing is a very quick point. Listen, if you're dating or want to date, but you don't feel good in your body because people won't like you or people won't be attracted to you. Will there be people out there who aren't attracted to you? Yeah. But no matter what you looked like, no matter what your size, there's always gonna be people out there that aren't attracted to you. So it's time for you to stop wrapping your worthiness in their opinion of you. And to be honest, if someone only wanted to be with you when you were a certain size, is that really someone that you want to be with? And I would hope the answer is no. I'm pretty sure the answer is no if you're listening to this podcast, because I know that you're wanting something more than you're experiencing right now. So instead of trying to make it so that nobody isn't attracted to you or nobody can reject you, whatever it is, actually allow there to be people because there will be, there are going to be people who think you're too old, too fat, too whatever, and allow those people to be there. Like, oh, there goes that kind of person right there. And then just move on, right? Because the more that you can actually allow for those things to be there and then just avoid them, block, delete, do whatever you need to do, then that's going to take so much less emotional energy. If you're out there trying to resist what you resist persists, right? So like, if you're like, oh, these people are out there, then so much of your energy and emotion and attention are going to go there. And you you only have so much energy and attention and bandwidth and all that kind of stuff. And so if you're putting it on people who are basically being assholes, I'm like, what good is that doing you? And then you don't have energy or bandwidth or attention for other people who are going to accept and love you for as you are right now. I mean, the truth is, is like, if you are looking for a lifelong commitment, your body will change. Especially if you haven't had children and you want to have children, your body will change. To the extent of that, it's going to be different for everybody. That's just genetics. And even if you have already had kids or you don't want kids, your body's still going to change because guess what? You're human and you're getting older. And so your body's going to change and you have to accept that and your other partner and your partner is going to have to accept that too. And if they can't, then like, that's just not someone that you want to be wasting time with. And spoiler alert, their body is going to change too. Okay. So I think that the other big thing that's really helped me is when I see women who are much older than me. So, you know, the women in my family who are much older than me, um, mother-in-law and mother and all that kind of stuff. When I see older women still talking about wanting to lose weight or what they're eating or their body or other people's body. I physically get exhausted because all I can think of is, aren't you exhausted of caring so much about being a certain weight or being a certain dress size or whatever? Aren't you so exhausted? So when you are spending so much time and energy and even potentially money on weight loss or looking a certain way, Can you see how that keeps you powerless? Because what are you not spending your time or energy or money on? What could you be spending your time or energy or money on? And so when you're focused on looking a certain way and spending all your money on these expensive weight loss products or programs or beauty products or whatever it is, who benefits from that? I mean, sure, you might get some benefit or you might believe you get some benefit, but who really, really benefits? I believe that more than anything, it benefits the people who hold the power, you know, it benefits people who hold the power in our society. And I am not willing to play that game. 
anymore. And so whenever the thought comes up of like, oh, God, I still have like I had a C-section. And so I have that, you know, some of you might have had one. and I have that shelf. Whenever I get, you know, up in my head about or start beating myself up, I'm just like, I'm not going to go there. You know, I got to call my senators instead so we can get some friggin' dang gun safety laws here in America, right? That's where I need to put my money. That's where I want to donate. That's what I want to spend my time. I want to spend my time calling and organizing so that other people call and write to their senators and and whatnot. That's that's what's more important to me. So I want to leave you with this. A few years ago, back in 2018, I believe, my Nana died, my, my maternal grandmother, she passed away. She was very old. She was probably 91, 92. And she had been in the hospital for a number of years. You know, she was just, she was just getting old and she also had dementia. And when she died, she ultimately died alone in the hospital. None of her children lived near her and the doctors called and they said, called my mom and my aunt and like, Hey, you might need to get out here. She may not make it this time. And so they went out there and she passed away before they got out there. So that was back in 2018. A little over a year ago, so March 2021 or so, my paternal grandmother, she um, she got, well, she had been sick, but then she got really sick and she had had colon cancer and it turned out it had spread to the brain. They thought she had a stroke, but really it was just the cancer damaging her brain. And um, once they realized that it was cancer. They were like, oh, she has just a few weeks to live. And at that point, because they thought that she'd had a stroke, she was paralyzed on the left side of her body. And so she was in a short-term nursing home facility because she just needed round-the-clock care. She didn't have the left side of her body working, basically. And my that side of the family were like, she is not spending her final days in a friggin' nursing home. And so my aunt and uncle just completely rearranged their living room area so that my grandma could spend her last days here on earth at home. And my entire family just paused their lives to spend those last few weeks with her. And I flew down with my son and it was so sweet because he was six months or so at the time. And so she got to meet him and it was like COVID. So there's, we didn't really see each other as much as I'd wanted. So anyways, there's lots of stuff. That's, that's besides the point. But the point is she ended up living for five weeks, which is a couple weeks longer than, or really three weeks longer than the doctors thought. And those five weeks were amazing. My family was more or less camped out all around the house or, you know, I have some other family around that house. Um, everyone was visiting because my grandma was paralyzed on the left side of her body. Like I said, she couldn't do anything for herself. So it wasn't just like she, my aunt and uncle are inviting a guest in to their house for a month. They were her caretakers. And so either my uncle, one of my cousins or my dad had to be at the house at all times in case she needed to be moved or use the bathroom, whatever. They would lift her onto the toilet. They would stand there with her. They would bring her back to the bed she was laying on. Um, My aunt would literally wipe her butt. Like it was a lot. She would bathe her. It was just such, I mean, it was very, very sad because my grandmother was very much the patriarch of our family, but it was also a really, really beautiful time for the family. We just shared stories. We ate ate all her favorite foods. Um, You know, my grandma was born in the 1920s. And so, you know, just hearing about all of those stories were just, you know, I loved it. It was incredible. I wish I had recorded them, but I didn't. Anyways, 
So the reason I'm telling you this, because this might seem like, what the hell are you talking about, Veronica? We are talking about weight gain and diet industry and fat phobia and all that kind of stuff. Here's, here's why I'm telling you this. This has been a guiding question for me to help me focus on what's really important, because sometimes it can feel like being in a larger body or an older body can really literally feel like the worst thing in the world. But the thing is, is that it's not the worst thing in the world. And I think that's just fact. I just, I mean, I know that's my opinion, but I just think that is ultimate truth, right? A deeper truth. And I know from my own experience that having a really poor relationship with your body can have a negative impact on other people around you, including your children, including your partners, including your friends, including your coworkers, including employers, all that kind of stuff. And so whenever I'm in a dark place, I think about, okay, what decisions do I need to make today to make it so that my kids will want to wipe my butt or not necessarily my kids, but (laughs) my family or my friends will spend my last five weeks on earth with me. What decisions do I need to make today? Or is me acting out or acting in a triggered behavior and projecting that onto other people? You know, which path is that leading me down, right? I don't expect perfection for myself. I know my grandmother certainly had her moments, But when I look at my Nana versus my grandmother, they obviously, they lived very, 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 very different lives, but they also interacted with their family really, really, really differently. And at least in this specific instance, I do think there were some very deep reasons as to why each of my grandmothers passed on the way they did. Obviously, there's no guarantees. I can't control, you know, how I will eventually leave this earth. But it does seem to me to be a really helpful guiding question of which grandmother is this, you know, which path is this leading me down when I want to make a make a choice. And so you don't have to necessarily use this question because this question may not relate to you or your experience at all. But what is like that bigger thing? Like what can help you stay focused on what's really important? You know, when you are, you know, God willing, (laughs) you know, on your deathbed decades from now, do you really want to be worried about how you look or your weight or looking back at your life where that's all you worried about? Or are there other things in your life that you want to be reminiscing, remembering, feeling nostalgia over? And I think that I know it feels like really kind of extreme to talk about death and how he will pass on. And, and like use that as a filter around just something that feels as frivolous as weight loss and our body size. But I do believe that if you're listening to this episode and you're still listening to this episode, there's a really good chance that this is so deeply internal to you. And I really just encourage you to let that go. So go back through this episode if you need and use some of these steps, listen to the self-love episode, because like there are just so many other things that are more important, that will lead you to the life that, and and the relationship that I think you want. And that's what I have to say. Um, And before we wrap this up, I just want to let you know that I have taken my embodied dating curriculum and I've expanded it into the full six week program. And we start on Monday, July 18th. So if you're listening to this in real time, that's pretty soon. And I would, I would love to have you if you want to just finally 
transform your relationship to your body and not have it be this thing that stresses you out or keeps you in shitty relationships or keeps you out of dating altogether. You know, embodied dating is not a body image course in of itself, but like I was talking about at the beginning where I com- where I talked about my combination between or wanting to tie like my experience in the fitness industry with my experience in the dating and relationship industry, this is where it really ties together. So you're going to learn how to relate to your body in a completely different way so that you can get to that place of acceptance. Whether you want, whether you want to, or are able to, to get to that place of love, that's a whole other thing. And like, honestly, I'm, (laughs) I'm less concerned about that. And body dating is really a way of you learning how to relate to your body. So it's not this thing or this problem to be fixed or this thing to be dealt with or a stressor in your life, but it's really your best tool to navigate something that can be really scary like dating, but honestly, any other part of your, your life as well. I believe that you already have everything inside of you. I believe you already have all the answers that you need inside of you, but it can be almost impossible to hear them, trust them, all that kind of stuff. If you're completely disassociated with your body, if you hate your body, all of those things, because you're just not gonna be able to trust it. You're not gonna be able to trust the intuitive hits that you already are getting. Or if you can't, you may not even be able to hear it. um, Because it's just covered in so much muck. And by muck, I mean other people's opinions or beliefs or whatever. So if you'd like to join me in embodied dating, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash embodied dating. If you did the one week workshop of embodied dating with me, then you should have some emails for me. So just check your email before you go to that link to sign up. Because there's just a special special price for you since you did the week long workshop with me. But for everybody, this is introductory pricing. So when I offer this program again in the fall, I'm not exactly sure what the new price will be, but it'll be potentially as much as double. So if you would like to work closely with me on this and heal your relationship with your body and also really learn how to navigate dating. So it does not feel like this horrible, stressful, awful experience. Um, then I would love to have you in embodied dating and, um, introductory pricing is available until we start on July 18th. So again, if you are listening in real time and you want to join or you want to learn more then veronicagrant.com forward slash embodied dating is the place to go. And if you are listening to this episode way after, you can still go to that link because it'll give you whatever information you need because either I'll be doing the mini course again and you can do that or I'll be doing the full six week program and you can get on the wait list for that. So even if you're listening to this episode well into the future and you're interested in embodied dating, still go to that link, veronicagrant.com forward slash embodied dating, because maybe it just so happens that another round of it is open, or at the very least, you'll be able to get on the wait list for the next time I run this program. I don't have to say this again, but I will. I am so excited. I feel so passionate about embodied dating, and I would love to support you to learn how to really come home to yourself because I really do believe that when you come home to yourself along the way, you have a very good chance of meeting your partner. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And that's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me here on the show. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps more incredible women like you find this show and find real love. Until next time, remember, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. 
you're not broken and you don't need to be fixed. Just because you've never had the relationship you want before doesn't mean you can't have it now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.